Sifter, the podcast. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming, action. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry. After three years with no hosts, the Oscars will have three hosts this year. Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall. Also, in an attempt to grow the audience, it's been announced that there will be a fan favorite award that will be voted on by the viewers and announced live during the show. Meanwhile, closer to home, again this year, Virginia's been named one of the best places to live and work as a movie maker. We've also proudly been named in that category since 2017. This week, I'm delighted to be chatting with Shaniqua Shande, who was raised in Richmond and is now one of the stars of the Amazon Prime series Harlem. I call it Sex in the City with Black Women. Hi, this is Shaniqua Shande coming to you with this segment of Child, What Do You Have On? Child, What Do You Have On? From your host reel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. From years ago, those little shimmy shaker shorts, huh? Yeah, yeah, when you were Operation Household Name. Operation Household Name, Operation, Operation Household Name. Now, speaking of names, I think I read somewhere your real last name is Williams. Is that right? Yes. And that's no relation, I don't imagine. But No, uh, no relation at all. I, um, I read on your actor's blog, your actor's rant in 2015, it said, I've been here for eight years and still can't even pay my phone bills consistently on acting alone. I could be here another eight years to no avail, but that's changed now, hadn't it? Yes, it has. Wow. You did some research. You've been doing very well. And I don't know if you got to see the review that I sent of Harlem, the title of my review, because I reviewed it and the new Sex in the City back to back. And I said, is sex better uptown? Because I really thought Harlem was better than just like that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Have you watched that? I do watch I am a diehard Sex in the City fan. Oh, I am too. Yes, I have the game. Um, and oh, my everything. goodness. Like, yeah, I have all the DVDs. So I am watching and just like that. You tell me what you think. And maybe you have to be a little more politic. But I mean, it's still OK. But A, I don't like most of the clothes they're wearing this time. And B, it's not as fun because they're not, you know, with Harlem, the women are younger and they're more about having fun and partying and, of course, having sex. And there's hardly any, you know, there's a little bit of that in Sex in the City, but I think, you know, Harlem is actually a lot more fun. Well, I think honestly, it's a, like, as you said, it's a different, the audience has grown, the characters have grown right, and just right. like that. So they're yeah. dealing with, you know, over 50 issues and it's become more dramatic. It leans towards the tones of the films right, rather right, than the right. TV shows. Right, right. Whereas our show is more of the the traditional comedy um, and liveliness that you get when you're in your 30s. You get sex and all those things and making mistakes and figuring out relationships and still trying to figure out your career. Still pursuing our dreams as Angie is as a struggling artist. Right. Right, right, um, right. That's still Which something you can relate I, to, I guess, couldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The pursuit of a passion and a dream. And I definitely um, related to that. Well, now you. let me read you an excerpt from my review. Okay. The cast has the usual suspect, the rich designer, the lesbian entrepreneur, the academic and the wild one played by Shanika Shande, who provides most of the comedy and was actually raised in Richmond. I know that, of course, Tracy Oliver, who wrote Girls Trip and, of course, did First Wife Club. This is her show. She wrote this. Mm-hmm. But your character, having watched some of your early demos and some of your, I see your personality coming through in 
all your demos, the same personality that I'm seeing on Harlem with Angie, did you have any input into the character or did it just fit you like a glove when Tracy cast you? I immediately recognized Angie. Uh-huh. Immediately. I recognized this woman, um, this vivacious human being. And also I saw the opportunity for this person who's usually seen as a caricature, who's usually seen as just a, a wonderful beam of light in support of other people's stories, right, right. finally getting the chance to lead her own. So I was really excited to just honor all the Shaniquas and I guess she gives me very much my grand, I see my grandmother, my aunts, I see Jennifer Lewis when I read her. So it's so nice to see this vibrant, beautiful aspect of humanity and culture. I feel like this, the Angie's are like a really big cornerstone in humanity, but we never get to see them lead and tell their story. So even after you started doing the show, did you ever feel like Tracy was kind of Work. Oh, well, we know Shonda can do this. Let's give her some more of this. Absolutely. I think they definitely did a wonderful job of creating an atmosphere that was collaborative from the beginning. Anything that we felt was welcome to be heard. The brilliance of our writers is that they pick up on what is specific to each of their actors and kind of leaning towards that. So yeah, I definitely saw that happen. Well, now let me ask you, I know of course, Whoopi Goldberg is in the show, but I don't think you had any, did you actually get to meet her? You didn't have any scenes with her, did you? I didn't have one scene with Whoopi Goldberg, but I did very briefly encounter her where I completely just fangirled and my mind went blank. And (laughs) I met this legend who honestly is one of the reasons why I do what I do, why I love of acting and why there's even a space for people like me because this dark skin, vivacious woman carved right. the space and let in, in a legendary way. She's an EGOT, you know? Yeah. Footnote. An EGOT is a person who's won the four big awards, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Whoopi Goldberg is one of 16 EGOTs. I met her, looked in her face and saw my mother because my mom looks so much like her. Wow. And I does just... Does your mom have the dreads? No, she does not have locks. <laughs> no, but there's just like similar cheekbones right, right, right. that they have. And I just, uh, my mind went blank. Now, I noticed on all your early stuff, you've got that big fro. Was that yours in the show? Because I know the hair changes a lot. So I guess you probably had to wear wigs. Was some of that your actual fro? Well, a lot of it is how I show up. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like, as you said, you've seen it for years. So it's definitely a part of me and my aesthetic and how I like to show up. And it's how I wore my hair in the audition. And we definitely went with that with Angie. But I also wanted to switch up her hair a lot more. And I hope that we are able to do that more in the future, because I think that's just honest to who a woman like Angie is. She's a woman who changes her hair often. Changes everything often. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) at one point she whips a wig out of her purse. So I think we have to be honest to those women and switch up some hair a little bit more, like see her with some tracks (laughs) and everything. Because I just think that's who Angie is. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to ask you about growing up in Richmond, but wait a minute. Somebody is knocking on my door here at Zoom. Give me one second. Let me see who this is. Okay. Hold on one second. Let's see who pops up on here. Can you see who that is? Is that Desiree? Yes, it is. She's oh, got oh my God. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? The diva. 
for herself, Candy. This is amazing. <laughs> How are you? I am good. How are you doing? Well, I'm wonderful. God is good. This is she's blessing me. Come on, blessings. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing all of your pictures, and girl, you are just slaying. Thank you. That look, that means a lot. That means a lot. <laughs> now I want you to notice what Desiree's standing in front of, Shaniqua. Do you see what that is? <gasps> Are you at Spark? And I'm teaching at like 445. <laughs> Stop, you teach at Spark? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm on one of the directors. You know I'm a Spark, like, a lot. Of course. I know, I know. <laughs> Footnote. Any longtime Richmonder will know that Spark is the school for the performing arts in the Richmond community, which is specialized in theater training for young people for more than 40 years. What a beautiful program. Yeah, I'm yeah. so grateful that they still, well, duh, it's still there, but thriving. And then they have you to gift all of this wonderful tutelage because, honey, the artistry just, just flows from your mouth. She's very talented. You know, I've reviewed several of her shows and I always called her out because she's so talented. And you know, she teaches. Where do you teach? I teach at Bouchard Middle School. So my job is to bring in um, as many theater teachers as I can to the middle and high school programs so we can get more arts enrichment. Absolutely. And Desiree and I have been on judging panels for some of the high school festivals, but didn't you say your students did something special too, Desiree? Yes. So, um, you know, because being in Richmond, my students were like, ain't nobody from Richmond famous. That's not true. Children. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sometimes children of the corn, but that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, every week my students learn somebody new who made a difference in Richmond. And last week was you. (laughs) Because we need more role models for these, for my black and brown babies. I'm just honored to show them you. Not only did we go to Center for the Arts together, but the fact that they can see somebody who looks like them, sounds like them, and they are on TV, it made a huge difference for them to see you. I'm so overwhelmed by just what the level of representation it offers. I know how much as a child I ate to see people who looked like us on screen, to see someone from my hometown, because it allows you to be able to dream bigger. All right, now we've uh, not so much for this high-minded stuff. Now, Desiree, I want some tea on being in the Wiz or going to high school with Shaniqua. Come on, give us the dirt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was my first time being in a production at Henrico Center for the Arts. I played at a Pearl. Yes, you did. And <laughs> oh Lord. <Killed> it. <laughs> <laughs> Footnote. Shaniqua and Desiree were both in the production of The Wiz at the Center for the Arts at Enrico High School. The center opened in 1989 and was the county's first specialty center featuring dance, theater, and visual arts. I will say, though, that that still to this day, even though, you know, I've done TV and commercials, everything, still to this day, I still tell my kids about The Wiz, not only because of the kiki we had backstage, yes. but... I don't think people realize that the talent on that stage, mm-hmm. everybody on mm-hmm. that stage, you can see them in things now, which mm-hmm. is important. And it's crazy that, you know, we were just kids, you know, thinking we could act. I'm yeah. Still working, still working <laughs> well, where's but the dirt? Come on. Give me some dirt, Desiree. No, there is no dirt. We in the light. Love. Shaniqua was like the mom of the group. She was the person to be like, hey, all right, y'all. Come on now, y'all. Shut up. Be quiet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But 
there really wasn't any dirt because 74 yards, that was the first time where it was a family for me. Uh, so it was more laughter than anything. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, Desiree, thank you so much. I know you got to get ready for class, but thank you for dropping in for our little surprise. Hey, love you. And thank you so much. Thank you. Keep on doing it, Queen. You're doing it. You are doing it. You really are. Thank you. All right, y'all. Let me go teach your children. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye, Desiree. <laughs> oh, that was so wonderful. Thank you for that, Jerry. That was my pleasure. We, like I said, two years in a row, we were judges at the high school festival. So I got to know her a little bit and then saw her in shows. She's really talented too. Yes, so she is. She's very good. So yes. now I want to jump back to Harlem because, of okay. course, speaking of musicals, you were in The Wiz here. But in that show, you're in Get Out the Musical, which, of course, is pretty hilarious on purpose. So how did that work out with Jordan Peele? I'm, I'm sure he had to give you permission. You couldn't have just done that without it. How did that work? Do you know? That was a part of the behind the scenes right, work. Right. I never actually met Jordan, but right. um, yes, it, it, they did have to get his permission for everything. And um, but it was amazing because of course we shot those parts during the shutdown during COVID. Oh, wow. So theater did not exist for a minute. And we were honestly very scared as actors that we would never get the privilege to do that again. So it was something so um like a spiritual and just a, a grateful experience to be on the stage right. while shooting that. So I got the privilege of like doing a Broadway show while also doing this TV show because it's Broadway choreographers, Broadway songwriters, the talent that you see there, that's all Broadway dancers. Yeah, and yeah. Um, even Erica, she's from a Broadway show as well. So I was like, oh, I'm living my dream of being on Broadway while also <laughs> living my dream of being in a TV show. It was there. It's like inception, really. It was beautiful. I've heard that from so many actors who got back on the stage this year. It's like they're so happy to be back yeah. in the theater. Speaking of that, now it says in your mini bio that you were born in New York but raised in Richmond. How did your parents get from New York to Richmond? Well, my mom grew up. Well, I was born in the well late, 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 late eighties. Last, last, last year of the eighties. Mm -hmm. But she just, you know, it was. A lot going on in New York, and my mom thought that it would be, um, you know, best if she raised her children somewhere a little bit more quiet, where they get a little bit more grounded and not having right, access right. to so much. Yeah, yeah. But why Richmond? I actually am not sure why my my family chose Richmond. My great grandmother, who's the matriarch of our family, we were originally from Georgia, and she moved up to New York, and that's where all the family followed my great grandparents to New to New York. And while my great grandparents decided that they were no longer doing the city, and they moved down to Keysville, Virginia. Oh wow! And so all of their children started moving down uh -huh. to Virginia, and so my mom, who was their grandchild, did the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know what? It would be best to raise children in the South. So right. we came to Virginia. Tell me about your life in Richmond. Where did you go to school? And, and what was, what do you remember about Richmond? Um, I was in Virginia for a very long time. My childhood and upbringing is deeply rooted in Virginia. I was in Virginia from two years old until 18. I went to Carver Elementary Okay. In Richmond City was right, my first right. elementary school where I was taught by the great Miss Lipskin and Miss Henry. And then I also went to Holiday Elementary. And it's so funny what you asked me what I know about Virginia. 
And two years ago, I went back to Virginia for the first time in my having left it, I think in like 10 years, maybe it had been like eight or 10 years or so since I had been back. And I went back to Virginia and I was able to drive around to every place I've lived, every school I went to, every friend that I needed to go see with no map. Like Virginia is my heart and my home. It is Laburnum streets and Brook Road and Broad Street is like etched in my heart and my memory. So that's my home. I'll tell you, Um, if you drive down Broad Street now, you would not recognize it. It was drastically different when I came back. So I can't imagine. So did your family move to LA or was that something that was wrong in the bio? No, my family all moved to LA, so. Just for you, so you could work in, as an Art- actor? Yeah, well, the plan was always to go back to New York so that I could go do Broadway because that was a humongous dream of mine. And my mom always wanted to go back to the city as well. She only came back to Virginia to raise her children. In my search and quest for schools, we came to California to visit on a college tour and everyone fell in love. So everyone's out here now. Well, oh, wow. My father's still on the East Coast, but my mom and my sisters, nephews, everyone has since come to California. We are a tight knit group. That's great. That's <laughs> We're a great. tribe. Now you've got all kinds of credits, everything from you made a short film to get yourself noticed. And you went to see Taraji Henson in the play Above the Fold. Did you get to meet her or did you just sit in the audience? No, I just sat in the audience and learned. That was a beautiful lesson that yeah. I learned to be able to see Taraji P. Henson live on stage. It was right. awesome. Right. Yeah. And you were in Chihuahua, the movie, and I'll see you in my dreams. Now, this is something I noticed on your IMDb. You were in the choir for the Church of Scientology New Year's event. What was that? You are digging. (laughs) That was an actress who needed to pay her phone bill. (laughs) Uh (laughs) That's exactly what that was. I went there and mimed some words and say, give me my check (laughs) so that I can pay my bill. There you go. That's better than waiting tables. Absolutely. So now you mentioned wanting to go to New York. Is theater still your first love? Would you rather get back on stage or are you settling into camera? Oh, I love it both. I love all of it, but I was raised in theater. My first experiences with acting was on the stage. And I honestly think that's where an actor gets to know themselves. Absolutely. Gets to really stretch and hone the craft because not that to say that film and camera is not because there's something even more, it's a different beast altogether to be able to be so specific and have to be repeat over and over and over again and to have something in your face that has to see every inkling it takes a lot of more control and and, and things but um but you know the theater is what gives you that the theater is what gives you that absolutely i was the producer for my whole career and when i would go to casting I'd look for the theater credits because mm. those people always, they knew how to sustain a character. They know how to create a character. And yeah. so you could do over and over and over again. Mm. So yeah. So that's really, um, like you say, you get to build a character in the rehearsal process of theater. You get to sit with someone for three months right. and, you know, and really drum and get like, get specific with each line. So yeah, I can't wait to go back on stage. Somebody bring me on stage. I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> you can come back, do something with Desiree. The Desiree. Desiree. That'd be a hoot. So what's up next for you? Um, right now it's music. 
Oh, is it? Right now, yes, right now is music. I am currently in the midst of shooting my first music video, which is being directed by Megan Good. Footnote. Megan Good is an actor who's been in numerous movies and was the lead character in the NBC drama Deception. She also plays Camille with Shaniqua in Harlem. I have a music project that I'm working on that's been in the works for a while now that I'll start. Like an album? It's a release. Yeah, it's like what they call like an EP. It's a shorter, not quite an album, but it's a body of work. Um, And that'll release this year as well. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying being able to create mini movies with music videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of buzz are you getting from Harlem? Are you getting people recognize you on the street or anything like Um, that? I've been recognized. It's been so cool. (laughs) Um, So the first time... I call it the first and the first time I was recognized, I was with Megan. Megan Good, we were um, eating together. And I feel like that doesn't count because Megan is a household name. So you recognize Megan. You didn't recognize me. (laughs) (laughs) But I recently got recognized three times within one week. Great. Yeah, I got recognized in the doctor's office. My hair was wrapped up. I had a face mask on. Nobody said my name and she knew for my voice. I don't know how, but it was so incredible. And she just, you know, was saying how beautiful Angie was and she's the bomb and vibrant. Um, And then I got recognized twice. I went to um, Vegas recently for 24 hours for a photo shoot. Wow. So literally just drove up, took pictures and left. But while there, I got recognized twice. And one of the kindest women, she gifted me on these bracelets she makes. And I'm, oh, I wish it had it close by to give her a shout out. But she was so nice to wow, me. Cool. And um, she made bracelets and said she was a fan and gave them to me. It was so kind. Great, great. Now, uh, I always ask this of everybody in the podcast. What are you watching now? What are the TV shows or the movies? What have you seen lately that's turning you on? What am I watching? And just like that, because I am right. a <laughs> Sex in the City fanatic. Right, right. So that is my go-to. One of my shows just ended. The finale just came on. Of what? But I like to watch The Challenge on MTV. Are you familiar? Oh. It's been on for like 33 seasons. I'm familiar with it. You know, the only reality shows I watch are... RuPaul and Project Runway. So that tells you something about me right there. (laughs) (laughs) But I never, I don't like any of those game things where you have all that drama with the people and selecting. I love to see it. I'm like, oh, honest reactions, seeing people sweating and like running and pushing themselves. I'm like, oh, that's the good stuff. Would you ever be on one? Um, I would love, I'm gonna put this out there. This will be the first time I've ever like publicly said this, but I would love to do a season of the challenge for like my 40th birthday or like my 30th, 5th birthday, like me and all my friends and maybe get some celebrities and do it for like fundraising. But I would love to do an episode or wow. anything of the challenge for my 35th. You should get the cast of Harlem to come on with if you. The cast of Harlem on there. there. Exactly. Now, speaking cool. of which. Is there a second season planned? Has it been announced? Um, uh, 
I believe I heard some news about it being mm-hmm. in the works. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I hope so, because it was a lot of fun. And of course, like all those shows are so short, it's over in no time. I know, right? I was so funny because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I've read all the scripts, but yeah, I watched yeah. it and I was like, what? I need more. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some twists and surprises in there. Yes, they leave you with a cliffhanger every episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun to keep going. Luckily, we can binge it. It's not like Sex in the City. We have to wait, we have a week to, wait to see it. Every yeah. single episode. So, yes, I do like having my meal all at once. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Well, Shaniqua, this has been fascinating. It's been great fun to get a chance to actually meet you. I want to thank you. You have certainly embraced your queen. Kingdom, as you've said. <laughs> you're amazing, Jerry. And let me just say, you're just as delightful in person as Angie is on screen. So it's oh, been a delight to you. meet you. Yes, same. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Sifter Review of the Week. Moonfall. When the moon starts to veer from its orbit, the Earth is threatened with extinction. It's up to two astronauts, Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson, to come to the rescue in space, along with a nerdy scientist, played by John Bradley, who's supposed to provide the comic moments. All this time, their families on Earth are trying to outrun the disastrous calamities that ensue. This sounds illogical, but given that director Roland Emmerich is a master of these science fiction disasters, it's worth accepting the premise. Then the situations begin to get silly before it breaks down to absurdity. By the end, the whole thing is ridiculous to the point of hilarity. The actors are doing their best, but the family connections are surface. The effects are big and impressive, but they can't distract from the ridiculousness of the whole mess. Moonfall is a moon fail. I gave it two out of five stars. Coming soon. In cinemas, Uncharted, an action-adventure a la Indiana Jones, which is called a prequel to the video game series. It stars Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Dog, a buddy comedy between two former Army Rangers, Channing Tatum and (coughs) a dog. The Cursed, a horror film set in the 1800s about a man who goes to a village to investigate an attack by a wild animal but discovers much more. In streaming, dropping this Friday, Severance on Apple, Ben Stiller directs this science fiction tale about a company who surgically divides the workers' memories between work and personal life. It stars Christopher Walken, John Turturro, Adam Scott, and Patricia Arquette. Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. This is the ninth film in the franchise and a direct sequel to the 1974 original, which is still one of my all-time favorite movies. The Marvelous Miss Maisel returns on Amazon for season four, taking us into the 60s. On February 20th, From, a new science fiction horror series about a small town that traps everyone who enters. The 11th and final season of The Walking Dead drops on the 20th on AMC. On the 21st, Hometown comes to Netflix, a sports comedy starring Kevin James as New Orleans Saint coach Sean Payton, who coached his 12-year-old son's football team. For more Sifter, including literally thousands of reviews, visit tvjerry.com.